This is episode 120 for Tuesday, January 2nd, 2018. Brought to you from Arlington, Texas. This week we will be discussing style 30C winter seasonal beer. Welcome to Brew Styles. My name is Powers, and together with Chris, Travis, and Sawyer, we take on the world of beer, one style at a time. Every week we discuss a different style of beer and taste some of our favorites. We hope you leave with a thirst for more. Our podcast may be found on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Look us up and subscribe to make sure you are kept up to date on our latest episodes. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Brew underscore Styles. Drop by our website, BrewStyles.com, where you can stream every episode, check out our photo gallery, and use the contact tab to send us comments and feedback. You can also find more information about the BJCP and how to become a certified beer judge. Settle in and raise a pint with us as we launch into another episode of Brew Styles. All right. Well, welcome back to our studio in Arlington, Texas. Um, I'm Powers, as always, and uh, we're here for another episode of your favorite beer podcast. We discussed that last week, so we're just going to move swiftly into intros. <laughs> did you just say podcast? I think he did say podcast. Prod-cast? Here we go. More drops. <laughs> oh my god, we're still doing a podcast. You know, we might. What do you think be. this is a podcast? I like that. <laughs> I mean, you guys invite me over to talk into a microphone every week. I would hope that it's being recorded and released somewhere. He's drunk already. No. Probably. No, maybe. I don't know. Rancor. I've only had like half of a Rancor, so that's uh, oh, that's concerning. Because well, on your way. Sawyer, did you give him some Coors Light? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> He's getting to be on my level. Yeah, oh, my gosh. I, the I new was, perpetual drunk. I was listening to the, la- to the last podcast. I think I got a little bit... Little bit tipsy at the end of that one, the winter warmer one. Like, yeah, maybe a little. I think I started singing there for a bit. Um, oh no! Yeah, it was. I forgot. I forgot about that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it happened. <laughs> um. Anyway, I am joined here by. Let's start with Sawyer. He took a break last week. How what you up? doing, Sawyer? I'm good. How's it going? Good. 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 Smell any good beer lately? <laughs> uh, actually, I well, I don't know about good. I I I, I had a, uh, and by had I mean I smelt a uh, um oh, what was it? Um, can you remember? You know, got drunk a, just by smelling it. It was a Belgian white. Uh, who who does that? Who garden? No, it's something trashy. I I consider it's, it trashy. It's not like Blue Moon, is Blue it? Blue Moon, yes. That's why I don't remember. Really? Okay, yeah, that's the only thing that we had in the house because of Parker. He's home. And that's what he was drinking, even yeah. though I had four and a half gallons of a brown ale out in the kegerator. So brown, brown, mm-hmm. brown. Cool. Now we have colors. <laughs> <laughs> this is mahogany. <laughs> <laughs> is it? I don't know. This, I don't. I don't know. What this so is yeah, that that's all I've smelt lately. All right. Yeah. Cool. But other than that, that's about it. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Also joined by Chris. Chris, how's Hold it going? On. Pretty good. Good. Pretty good. Yeah. Anything beer related this week? Uh, other than lack of kegging another beer. No, that's that's about it. Cool. Yep. Sounds, uh... <laughs> I've been too busy. I, I thought over the break I'd have a lot of time to do beer stuff, 
but I've been otherwise engaged. You got so, a brew next week? Yeah, so next week I'll have a little bit more time, I think. So I'll, I need to, hopefully I can get my chocolate coffee porter that I have in primary that's been in primary for like two and a half, three, three weeks maybe now. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to get the coffee beans in there in secondary, and then uh, that way I can keg it. But yeah. What are you going to brew next? I don't know. Okay. I think I'm doing the wheat for your... Oh, the wheat? The wheat. I'm doing the wheat for your wedding. Awesome. So I have some time. That one won't want, want to have it be fresh. So I'm going to wait until end of February probably to brew that one. Cool. So yeah, I got time to do something else in the meantime. Cool. Right on. No awesome. Idea. Also with us is Travis. Travis, how's it going? I'm doing very well. Good. Powers, thank you. Good. <laughs> for that. How, how, how are you? I'm I'm doing well. Good I've been good. I've been uh, I've been having a great time. Um, I'm actually going to be. I am well on my way to starting my home brewing journey soon. So. And by well on your way, you mean that you have been gifted some pieces of equipment. <laughs> I have been gifted some pieces of equipment. Not okay. Good. I was so I'm going to just tell you that Anna has officially signed off on this because she's the one who gave me this gift. Oh, oh boy. There you go. Yes. Is it Mr. Beer Kit? It's <laughs> similar, actually, yes. It is a it is a Brooklyn Brewing Company beer-making kit, mm. and everything in the kit is labeled as beer-making X. So you have beer-making yeast. You have beer-making uh, beer malt, stuff like that. And so... Did it come with beer-making water? <laughs> Just like a bottle of water. Because like. if, if not, you kind of screwed. Yeah. Oh, gosh. This is the Reinheitsker boat. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, right. You have to use the right water. You can't yeah, just you use can't. any of our crappy It's got to be beer-making water. Hey, I have mm-hmm. a question. Have you ever heard of, a, of something called Kongen water? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. And so I think we're going to be featuring my debut at Home Brewing in a future mm. episode, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. That'll be fun. That'll be I interesting. I think so. Yeah. I we'll think we're going to... The mobile recorder out there and we'll do a... It'll be a play-by-play. Powers Brew Day. Yes. <laughs> it'll be it'll be the beginner uh, be, beginner beer kit review mm-hmm. because I will be reviewing it... <laughs> With a beginner. I will be reviewing it from the standpoint of a beginner. So I will be able to uh, take their instructions and hopefully brew a beer that doesn't taste like crap. And I'll be able to review it based on what they're trying to do is get beginners into home brewing. So I think that's going to be what we aim to do with that. And that's going to be here probably in the next couple of weeks or so. And we're going to be there not helping you. They're not going to help me. (laughs) They're not going to help me. Uh, They're only going to make sure that I don't make a stupid fatal mistake. So that is that. that. As long as you sanitize everything, there's not really anything you can screw up. Especially your fingers. (laughs) Ooh, sanitize fingers. Hmm? I did get a couple of other home brewing gifts, actually, from my mom. She got me a couple strainers and funnels, a thermometer and things like that. And she also got me a book called How to Brew. Papazian? I have to. I took a picture of it. I need to take a look at it. It is no, it's by, by John Palmer. Palmer. Uh, it's by John Palmer. Palmer. That's a staple. Yes. Yeah. And so I was I was a little bit concerned because I was, I was wondering if my mom was just buying me a book that said beer just because she knew I was getting into home brewing. But then I saw uh, I saw the acknowledgments, and I saw that Jamil was in the acknowledgments. Mm. And you guys have mentioned him a few times, so I figured... Well, yeah, once comes, or twice. Right. <laughs> I figured he comes recommended. Who's so. that? 
I have a little bit of light reading. Yeah, he's got the fourth edition of that novel out. And so if that's the one you have, then that's the most updated one. Because the one that I have is the third edition, which um, came out about 10 years ago. And right. a lot has changed in the industry since then. You can also find the whole thing online. I would imagine. On his yeah. website. But now I have a book to put on my table, which is nice. But I don't introduce. own that book. I own a bunch of other books, but I don't own that one. Huh. I got that one for free for signing up as a member of online. AHA. Oh. I think I got that. Um, I can't remember. Maybe he did it was a lawn that mowing. New brewing lager beer. You did a lawn mowing. Hmm. What? It was it was a motion. You did. I think I got that, and then you did a lawn mowing motion. Well, I was trying oh, to figure out. I was trying to remember which book I got for signing up. Lawn beer. I don't remember oh. what it was, but anyway, whatever. All right. Moving on. Moving swiftly forward. So I will be starting my home brewing journey here in the next couple of weeks. I'm very excited about that. As will I, but on a different side. Because I got a free, I got a piece of uh, equipment gifted to me as well. Oh, recently. that's right. Yeah. So the plan with my wife was for Christmas that she gets Lady Gaga tickets and I would get a chest freezer for making a fermentation chamber. And <clears throat> your own poo poo chamber. Yeah. I was, I was really excited about that. And then um, my father-in-law calls and, and asks if I want a chest freezer for free. And I was like, nah, that's, that's fine. You can keep it. What? No, I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> for free? Sure, <laughs> sign me up. Say. I don't care what size it is. And so we just had to go down to clean to pick it up. And we did that nice. uh, a couple days ago. And it's a little smaller than what I had envisioned. But, I mean, it's free, so I'm not going like to look a five? towards yeah, and so I took it home, and I could put two full kegs in there, mm. and fits fine. I could fit, fit a, uh, a six and a half gallon carboy in there without a problem. Mm. There's also a little step to hold to house the condenser and stuff, and I can put a three gallon carboy on top of that, mm-hmm. so I can get a small keg. I could do small batches in there. Um, so I got it all hooked up. Got a temperature controller, and I'm really excited to actually start doing lager beers as a part of my home brewing. So that's the whole half of the book that I've been uh, brewing my way through, mm-hmm. brewing classic styles. I've just had to ignore all the lager recipes, but right. now I can. What temperature control did you get? The Johnson. Mm. The blue one? Yes. Yeah, you have a blue Johnson. I have a blue Johnson as well. We all have blue Johnsons. Oh, uh, okay. I don't know what's wrong with you guys, but anyway, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> it's a lot better than butt chugging. <laughs> <laughs> We are also joined today by a special guest. Uh, we have Sir Carr. I believe you've been on the podcast before. So Yo, what's poppin'? <laughs> yeah, I've been here a few times. A few times? Yeah. yeah. So, welcome back. Well, thank you for having me. I, I wasn't even on the podcast when you were here, so it's weird for me to be welcoming you, I think. <laughs> welcome like, to the nope. podcast. <laughs> that didn't nope. sound too good. <laughs> no. But, how have you been? Oh, you know, I can't really complain too much. Uh, I'm very fortunate. Yeah, it's uh, a bit warm here from where I come from. So, which is funny because all of us are bundling up and trying to stay out of the cold right now. Yeah, I think the high is like thirty-three or something. <laughs> yeah, I went for a jog a couple of days ago, and my mom was like, "Aren't you going to put on a jacket?" I was like, <laughs> "No, it's it's like forty degrees here. <laughs> it's perfectly fine." Oh, uh, when I love summer rapid, weather. Yeah, when I left Rapid, it was negative 11, so... Whoa! <laughs> oh, Jesus. Not okay. South Dakota. Yeah. Oh, fun. Any uh, any exciting beer experiences for you recently, or...? Oh, yeah. Uh, I had Coors Light yesterday. Nice! All right! 
That's my yeah. fave. <laughs> no, um, actually, I mean, we have uh, one of the nice parts about the Black Hills is uh, there are actually quite a few breweries up there. So okay. I, I typically frequent uh, a brewery called Lost Cabin. Lost, yeah, Lost Cabin. Is it's, that the one that you brought some stuff down last yeah. time? Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. That was mm. good stuff. They're they're really good. And then we have Hay Camp, which isn't bad, but I, I definitely prefer Lost Cabin. So we have a few breweries, miners up hey. there as well. So on and so forth. So <laughs> just whatever they have out, this is what I go for. That's good. That's yeah. good. Mm. Fun stuff. Well, mm. I think at this point I'd like to say thank you to our listeners. Um, if you haven't yet, make sure you hit that subscribe button or on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Uh, we're also allegedly on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and all of those places. So follow us on your social media. Hopefully, eventually, we'll start actually getting those updated. I could take on one of those, I think. But I think we're, uh, you know, we're definitely out there. If you want to follow us, make sure you go to our website, brewstyles.com. And of course, uh, the invitation still stands. To those who want to submit beer for uh, submit beer for our ep- for a future episode where we drink your beer and invite you on over the phone and record with you and talk about your beer with you. So, what's the email? And we have it's Chris at BruceDiles dot com. Right. We have yet to have anybody email. So, either no one's listening, <laughs> which or nobody's taking the plunge yet. <laughs> We have tens of listeners. <laughs> tens of all ten of all listeners. Of our listeners. Yep. Hopefully some of you guys out there from out of state can maybe help us out and give us some content. Not that we're lacking for content yet. Oh, no. No. No, just I think it would be really interesting to taste some things from other parts of the country because even oh, yeah. though some of what we taste is mass distributed, mm-hmm. a lot of what we taste is local. Mm-hmm. And so we're trying to do more mass distributed beers um, that we can pick up it's just so there's more relevance to our listeners that aren't, you know, in the DFW area or south, southern U.S. Right. Um, but getting some of that local flavor from elsewhere is, is uh, also going to be very interesting. So please, uh, if you just have some questions about it or not sure what you want to do, feel free to just email me with a question and I'll help you out. Yeah, especially if you're in Tampa, I really want to try that Krispy Kreme beer. <laughs> There's a, what? You don't Did remember we, that? Yeah, that's from Brews in the News. From yeah. Oh yeah, ago. I remember. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a Russian Imperial Stout. Oh, that sounds tastes like Krispy Kreme, huh? Mm-hmm. What if you don't like Krispy Kreme? Well, mm-hmm. that sucks. <laughs> I like pie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of Brews in the News, I think now might oh. be a good time to go ahead and kick into that i'd say <coughs> sawyer what do you got for us this week all right we'll start local first because i got a few this what week. did i just say sawyer <laughs> what i'm just kidding okay <laughs> whatever all right and these are just kind of short little blurbs from uh, beer and big d.com i don't know if any of you guys follow that website no i don't want to type big d into anything in the search bar <laughs> <laughs> that's why i put beer before it and it's yeah. actually run by a man named brian brown and he is also known as the Plano Craft Beer Examiner. He's okay. a very, very nice gentleman. Well, yeah. I do enjoy his website, so. You enjoy his big D? Yep. That sounds weird now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyways. <laughs> Internet goes crazy over Cup O' Beer. Collective brewing project first brewed its ramen noodle goza, then called Wabi Zabi in 2016. 
But it wasn't until this year when the brewery bottled and branded its cup of beer uh, that the national press took notice, including Food and Wine magazine articles declaring cup of beer to be the envy of incoming college freshmen everywhere, were published by Beer Street Journal, Circa, Geek.com, Men's Journal, wow, Men's Journal, I can't talk today, <laughs> Simple Most, Tasting Table, Thrillist, Wide Open Eats, and others. That's pretty cool. They're getting some national recognition there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did our uh, brewery spotlight We had that we did on location over there. We had the ramen beer uh, and the wasabi. They brought us some of that. I don't think they had released it yet, or maybe yeah. it was coming out that weekend or something, but, but we got a, a pre-taste of those, and they were both... I mean, they were exactly what you would expect them to be for a ramen beer. It tasted like ramen, but oh, it was good. I, okay. What type know. of ramen, though? Yeah. Did you have, like, beef? What you was it? Chicken? I think it was the... I think shrimp? Maybe? Yeah, because Ooh, they said that when they, they dumped the packets beer. in, the brewery smelled like shrimp for, like, two weeks. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Whoa. Okay. It I was mean, an interesting combination, but I, it was flavorful and, and interesting. I need to try that now. That I, seems... I wasn't there for that episode. Mm. Oh, well. I had it a few weeks ago. They still have it on. It's a regular thing now. It seems so... That just seems like such a kind of savory flavor for something like beer. I don't know why it just doesn't... It just doesn't sound... Well, and since it's a Goza, the salt content kind of... Cuts that. Balances. Because, I mean, those flavor packets you get in the ramen, there's a high amount of sodium in them. That's true. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it, it makes sense. Okay. And it, it blends well. Huh. And I don't think they're dumping like hundreds of little shrimp no. packets in. It's probably like maybe one or two just to say that they put it in there. But yeah. I do remember, yeah, they said it was, uh, the brewery smelled like hot dogs. Hot which dogs, was weird. that's what it was, yeah. And huh. they, that was the moment they were like, um, did we just seriously screw something up? <laughs> <laughs> but then they let it run its course and it turned out okay. Well, when your whole brewery is wild fermentation, can you really <laughs> screw it up? And, yeah. yeah. I'm sure you can. But. Lots of possibilities. Yeah. Kind of want sushi now. Oh, my God. <laughs> mm. All right, next one. Dallas drinks the tears of its enemy. Okay. No, <laughs> you know, This is good. I'm, I'm going to like this. <clears throat> Noble Ray Brewing Company got some East Coast attention after crafting a goza called Eagle Tears in response to a Philadelphia brewery's beer-based declaration that Dallas sucks. And while the Dallas Cowboys haven't done much to prove uh, Weyerbacher Brewing Company wrong <laughs> based on the say. team's play this year, especially against the Philadelphia Eagles, at least Noble Ray showed that DFW's smack talk game is strong. You guys suck! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'd heard about that, and I really wanted to try both of them. I know that obviously one is only available in this area, but um, that'd be a neat trade to set up with somebody in Philly. Yeah. It's like, you know, I realize that I'm drinking a beer that is putting down the the Metroplex area that I live in, but just to be able to say you've tried it. And then try a blend. Yeah, yeah. maybe maybe <laughs> if we could find another beer podcast out of Philadelphia and, and have them on via phone. And trade with them. Yeah, trade with them and drink it together. That'd be kind of cool. Well, we have Oklahoma Sucks. We've had yeah. that one on the podcast before. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh well dang we'll i missed that episode i remember that though all right this one's more international mm. actually a lot more international australia australia sucks <laughs> no not australia sucks Australia blows. as originally reported by vinepair.com breweries are always trying to do something original or unique to distinguish themselves from the competition 
Whether it's using a particular hop, aging in oak barrels, or adding fruit, breweries are always trying to do something different. Most beer goes through a filtration process with microns. Yes. But at Kangaroo Island Brewery in Australia, they're doing something you couldn't imagine. Filtering beer through dinosaur fossils. What? Well, kind of, at least. The beer is filtered through 500 million year old rock shale from Kangaroo Island. The island is prime dinosaur bone finding territory, with paleontologists finding everything from marine life to a mysterious fossilized eye. <laughs> brewery owner Mike Holden told the Australian press his thought process behind the brewery's paleontological experiment. We just thought for this one, why not let millions of years of shale rock speak for itself and see what comes through? And to add a bit of a pun to this unique filtration process, the beer is aptly named Shale Ale. <clears throat> so, if there are like human bones in that, does that make anybody who drinks it a cannibal as well? I mean, uh, I guess it could. I'm erect now. <laughs> oh, different what? bones. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Y'all go to shale. Oh, I'll give you. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. So yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting. I've never heard of that until now. So I just I, I don't know what to think. I wonder. Have, what have the, we filled all the museums at this point? <laughs> I wonder what it tastes like, you know? Yeah, I'd be interested to try it. Hmm. Probably right. just like most beers. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Will you actually be able to tell that it's filtered through rock? Like old bones. Because at that point, all the morrow's gone, so... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I'd imagine it, like... After you drink it, you just start walking around with your T-Rex arms, like really short, trying to drink your beer at that point. <laughs> that might just be the drunkenness. <laughs> could you even drink beer with that? With a little arm? I don't think you could get it. Anyway, moving All right. on. All right. <laughs> the answer is maybe. <laughs> you need a straw. Yes. Last one, and this one is local. I forgot about this one. This is kind of our egghead of the week. Hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, you'll need that a lot in this one. A Texas Uber driver says he was threatened and insulted by an intoxicated Dallas prosecutor while taking her home. And she's now lost her job with the DA's office, per the Washington Post. I remember hearing this story. Right? Sean Platt, 26, tells ABC News that while transporting 32-year-old Jody Warner home from a pub Friday, she took issue with his route and got nasty. Mm-hmm. He says the assistant DA called him an idiot and a few other things that I can't really say right now. And that he finally pulled over and asked her to get out. He says he called the cops after she refused, mused out loud this might be a kidnapping, and even hit him. Platt says she only threw her job title, or she, she also threw her job title around and said, Who are the cops going to believe, you or me? At which point he noted, You're kind of right, so I took out my phone and recorded it. <laughs> <laughs> he ultimately gave the recording to the Dallas Morning News. Oh, so he, he put it out there. Like he wanted to make sure people knew so they wouldn't get buried by police. Yeah, and and I saw the press conference where she like apologized and everything, and she was just in complete tears. And didn't she get fired though? Oh yeah, she got yeah, fired. I was just making sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She's done. That was um. Yeah, I remember seeing that, and I was just like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah, I know alcohol does things, but that is just you know, yeah, a little bit too much. But you ought, to, you ought to go online sometime and listen to the audio. It's kind of funny. 
I'll have to re-listen to it. I think I, I think I saw it on the news at some point down here. Yeah. Yeah. So. Wow. That's your bruise in the news. All right. Nice. So, uh, what are we talking about today? What are we drinking? We were talking Nothing. about... Nothing. Oh. oh. Okay. Yeah, does anyone need a refill I guess we're done. We... Yeah, All I right. think... Uh, thanks so for joining uh, us this week. And, uh... <laughs> Cheers till then. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're talking about winter seasonal beer, 30C. Uh, winter seasonal beers are beers that suggest cold weather and the Christmas holiday season and may include holiday spices, specialty sugars, and other products that are reminiscent of mulling spices or Christmas holiday desserts. See the introduction to specialty type beer section for additional comments, particularly on evaluating the balance of added ingredients with the base beer. Do we get to taste any tea bags today? So, <laughs> there's a new drop. So, so I have a feeling this is going to be another variable by base style. Yeah. Variable by base style. There we go. Hey. Overall impression. A stronger, darker spiced beer that often has a rich body and warming finish, suggesting a good accompaniment for the cold winter season. Aroma. A wide range of aromatics is possible, although many examples are reminiscent of Christmas cookies, gingerbread, English-type Christmas pudding. Is that figgy pudding? Evergreen <laughs> trees or mulling spices. I don't know what a mulling spice is either. Does it come in a tea bag? I would imagine, actually, maybe. <laughs> Smell Eddie's tea bag. Yeah. <laughs> I think mulling spice is like clove-based. Okay. Something that... I don't know what mulling is. Well, like if you mull something over, you got to think about it for a long time. And <laughs> exactly. So, so I'm trying to figure out what the spice yeah, is. So the, the spice process. is just kind of... You know what's a really around. cool thing we have in 2017, almost 2018, 2018 Google? now? is Google. Well, oh. you go ahead and do that while I keep reading. So uh, I Googled it. <laughs> Any combination Sorry, of too. aromatics that suggests the holiday season is welcome. The base beer style often has a multi-profile that supports the balanced presentation of the aromatics from spices and possibly other special ingredients additional fermentables e.g. honey molasses maple syrup etc may lend their own unique aromatics hop aromatics are often absent subdued or slightly spicy some fruit character often of dried citrus peel or dried fruit such as raisins or plums is optional but acceptable alcohol aromatics may be found in some examples but this character should be restrained the overall aroma should be balanced and harmonious and is often fairly complex and inviting. For those who are wondering, pulling spices is a spice mixture used in drink recipes. The spices are usually used to spice hot apple cider, mulled wine, wassail, and other drinks. Combination of spices wassail. varies. Wassail. I don't know what it is. Wassail. Uh, the combination <laughs> of spices varies, but it usually consists of cinnamon, cloves, cloves, spice, allspice, and nutmeg. You never had wassail? No. I haven't either. I miss Me neither. I miss snow. What's Appearance. it like? <laughs> it's well. It's essentially like spiced apple cider. Oh, a little bit different, but style <laughs> more cinnamon. I think. Anyway, we'll appearance. We'll Generally, medium we'll amber to very dark brown. Darker versions are more common. Usually clear, although darker versions may be virtually opaque. Some chill haze is acceptable. Generally, has a well-formed head that is often off-white to tan. Flavor. Many interpretations are possible. <laughs> That's a different way of saying variable by base style. <clears throat> Allow for brewer creativity as long as the resulting product is balanced and provides some spice presentation. 
Spices associated with the holiday season are typical, as mentioned in the aroma section. The spices and optional fermentables should be supportive and blend well with the base beer style. Rich, malty, and or sweet malt-based flavors are common and may include caramel, toast, nutty, or chocolate flavors. May include some dried fruit or dried fruit peel flavors such as raisin, plum, fig, orange peel, or lemon peel. May include distinctive flavors from the specific fermentables, molasses, honey, brown sugar, etc., although these elements are not required. A light evergreen tree character is optional, but found in some examples. The wide range of special ingredients should be supportive and balanced, not so prominent as to overshadow the base beer. Bitterness and hot flavor are generally restrained so as to not interfere with the spices and special ingredients. Generally finish is rather full and satisfying, and often has some alcohol flavor. Roasted malt characteristics are rare and not usually stronger than chocolate. Okay, so looking for lots of caramel and dark fruit, nutty chocolate flavors, but probably not a lot of roast. Okay. Yeah, things that you'd associate with the holiday season. Yeah. Mouthfeel. Mouthfeel. <laughs> Mouthfeel. <laughs> Mouthfeel. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <clears throat> a wide range of interpretations is possible, i.e. variable by base style. Body is generally medium to full and or certain malty... Wow, that's not right. Body is generally medium to full and a certain malty chewiness is often present. Moderately low to moderately high carbonation is typical. That's a wide range. Many examples will show some well-aged warming alcohol content, but without being overly hot. The beers do not have to be overly strong to show some warming effects. Comments. Overall balance is the key to presenting a well-made winter seasonal beer. So harmonious marriage, perhaps? The special ingredients should complement the base beer and not overwhelm it. The brewer should recognize that some combinations of base beer styles and special ingredients work well together while others do not make for a harmonious combination. If the base beer is a classic style, the original style should come through in aroma and flavor. Whenever spices, herbs, or additional fermentables are declared, each should be noticeable and distinctive in its own way, although not necessarily individually identifiable. Balanced with the other ingredients is still critical. Whenever spices, herbs, or additional fermentables are declared, each should be noticeable and distinctive in its own way. Although not necessarily individually identifiable, balanced with the other ingredients is still critical. Does it really say that twice? They copied the same sentence twice. Yes. I feel like they're trying to emphasize that it should be balanced. <laughs> they it's did. They verbatim did. twice. Yeah. That's a that's an editing error. Yeah. Wow. That, that's a double sentence. We should get paid for this. <laughs> to edit BJC. Anyway. Yep. In other words, the beer should read as a spiced beer but without having to tell that specific spices are present, even if declared. <clears throat> Characteristic ingredients. Generally, Hang on, I, I want to mention something there. Oh. Um, and this has come up several times when judging beers that have been submitted for homebrew competitions. If something's written down, like meaning they declare it, they say this beer has coconut in it, then they're declaring mm -hmm. it. So the coconut should be present, it should be apparent, and come through on aroma and flavor. But if they don't declare it, then you can have, you know, oh, this beer has a nice, maybe hint of coconut. 
Right. And so if you're entering a beer into a homebrew competition, you need to smell it, taste it first, know what is in your beer, know what you're submitting. If it has all these things like, oh, this has cinnamon, definitely write cinnamon down, declare it. If you know you add all these things like, I'm, I'm planning on doing one of these beers uh, next week uh, as, a, as a homebrew, and I'm going to add allspice and ginger and nutmeg and cinnamon and and i thought you hate ginger well i'm gonna add it in small amounts (laughs) (laughs) but if all these four things aren't apparent then i would not want to declare all these things so you would just submit it as a winter spice beer which all those things are kind of just understood that it's going to have that character so that's what it means whenever it goes through the whole like declaration sentence right and like we said before when entering a competition enter what you brewed not what you intended to brew absolutely because those two things could be completely different. Yes. <clears throat> I also think it's important to note that category 30 is spiced beer. And under those is spice or vegetable, autumn seasonal, and then the winter seasonal. So they did differentiate between the three styles. So I think that's important to note as well. So characteristic ingredients. Generally ales, although some dark strong lagers exist, spices are required and often include those evocative of the Christmas season. Allspice, nutmeg, cinnamon, cloves, ginger. But any combination is possible, and creativity is encouraged. Fruit peel, oranges, lemon, may be used as many subtle additions of other fruits. Oops, that's not right. Fruit peel, oranges, and lemon may be used as may subtle additions of other fruits. Flavorful adjuncts are often used. Molasses. Triacle? <laughs> okay. Invert sugar, brown sugar, honey, maple syrup, etc. There you go, Powers. Google triacle. All is, right. This is testicle. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not. Frusty. Fruits. <laughs> frusty. <laughs> yes, frusty. Um, and here we go. Vital statistics. Variable by base style. Generally above 6%. That's basically what it says. So there you go. That's it? Yep. Huh. All right. So treacle is a, a British term for molasses. So they listed molasses twice. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. They listed molasses, then molasses. Woohoo! Because it says molasses, treacle, invert sugar, brown sugar, honey, maple syrup. So they said molasses twice. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yep. But is it like actually slightly different than molasses? I don't know. Like the British version is. It does say cloying sentimentality or fl- no? That's just a, that's just another thing. Um, <laughs> how did you screw that's up the second reading? second definition of that? Is the second definition? It just is that says, your Tinder profile? It, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I had to get Anna somehow. Oh. Um, anyway. <laughs> So, no, it just says British term for molasses in the definition. I'm not sure if there's any... Well, let me check if there's like a... I, I just saw that the definition came up, and I was okay with that. And it said molasses. Yes. It is an uncrystallized syrup made during the refining of sugar. Molasses. Sounds like molasses. Yeah. <laughs> All right. In fact, it says black treacle or molasses has a distinctively strong, slightly bitter flavor. Oh, I guess golden syrup is also a form of treacle. Interesting. So, but right. you said it was more bitter. Well, the dark, Molasses the black treacle is more bitter. The black treacle is more bitter. The golden syrup is a more pale variety. But 
I don't know. <laughs> I could read Wikipedia Thanks, about Google. syrup, but I also want to drink. So the uh, Travis, I don't know if you want to talk about the history of this one, other than the little blurb that's in the VJCP guidelines. It's variable by base style. <laughs> History changes depending on who's telling it. There you go. History is told by the victors. That's true. And uh, <clears throat> since BJCP won <laughs> the homebrew fight, then they wrote the history. I'd, li- I'd like to imagine an actual Royal Rumble of like homebrewing, judging panels. Like They all go out into a ring on a pay-per-view and just see who can throw each other out of the ring. But anyway. West Mall versus East Mall. <laughs> Gang Wars. <laughs> History for this one. Throughout history, beer of a somewhat higher alcohol content and richness has been enjoyed during the winter holidays when old friends get together to enjoy the season. Many breweries produce unique seasonal offerings that may be darker, stronger, spiced, or otherwise more characterful than their normal beers. Is that a word? Well, it sounds like a Kanye song. Darker, stronger, (laughs) spiced, or characterful. (laughs) Spiced versions are an American or Belgian tradition since English or German breweries traditionally do not use spices in their beer. Okay. Interesting. All right. All righty. So then. while it can use the the English treacle in it, English breweries traditionally do not use spices in their beers. So it's more of an American and Belgian thing. Nice. Mm. Fun fact, we have an example of English of this style. Oh, it's a yours. commercial example? It's yours. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Let's get to it. Yep. Right on. Oh, boy. All right. Well, first up is our commercial example. And this is the Harpoon Winter Warmer. Wait. Wait. <laughs> we did that one last week. We, that was the last week's episode. Thanks for that, Powers. Hey. <laughs> uh, yeah, so one of the reasons I picked this one up, aside from it being a commercial example, is that it's called a winter warmer. And we had the discussion last week about just because something is called a winter warmer doesn't mean it is a winter warmer as per the style guidelines. Now, Friday would be the first one to say all the time that breweries don't care about the guidelines. Uh-huh. Um, so anyway, this one is called a winter warmer. Uh, the label says cinnamon and nutmeg holiday ale, 5.9% ABV, 23 IBUs. It smells delicious. I just get cinnamon. Uh, let's see. The neck label says fitting for a season steeped in tradition, this classic winter ale is ready for revelry. A touch of cinnamon and nutmeg give this full bodied ale its festive flavor. And the label, "'Tis not the first snow that falls, or the first holiday song. Tis that seasonal aroma of cinnamon and nutmeg drifting from the brew house that heralds this season of tradition, wonder, and the overuse of tis. We've been brewing Harpoon Winter Warmer since 1988. This is our holiday tradition. Boston Mass and Windsor, Vermont, employee-owned. Cheers. 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 Prost. Huh. Wait, they're actually not employee owned anymore though, because they were they were bought by Mayhouse and Miguel. We learned that in Brews in the News. That was this brewery. Harpoon? Well it was uh, it, it was the mass 
like the, the the people who own Harpoon. But anyway. Well, I did get this at Total Wine, so the label might be old. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Freaking Total Wine. <laughs> I don't know. Is there, a, is there a date? Why do y'all keep buying at Total Wine? Because <laughs> largest selection. Yeah, we Total need. Wine strikes again. No, the Total Wine label says twelve twenty three seventeen. So, eh, can't be that old. Maybe they had printed the labels before the sale. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. The first taste is with your eyes. Yeah. It's a... Uh, it's mahogany. Root. Yeah, it is. <laughs> this is no. mahogany. No. This is like a reddish color. This is not mahogany. It's like orange. Very, very, very dark orange. It yeah. smells yes. ruby red. More so than... <laughs> Than brown. It looks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Anyway. God, Did you talk about good. the difference between Winter Warmer and this style? Or was I not paying attention? Well, just we mentioned that we did Winter Warmer last week. Yep. Um, and this beer style is more spice. Yeah. Because Winter Warmer last week should not have had much, if any, spice at all. Yeah. This week is different. Way to break my chair powers. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm sitting here trying to fix the chair that I broke, and it's working for now, but I can't move. So <laughs> if I move, if I shift in my chair, which I do a lot when I'm sitting, I will break the chair. So well, this we is have my an, we have another situation. one if, if that one does break. But anyway, true. Back to the beer. Did you at least get a whiff of it, Sawyer? I did, and it smells really good. Hmm. Really yeah. good. I, I I get the cinnamon. And I get the nutmeg. Uh, Spices come through big time on this yes. compared to the winter warmers it, we had last week for sure. Oh yeah, it kind of smells like cinnamon cookies. I can see that. Tastes like gingerbread cookies. Ooh, I, okay, yeah, that's that would be a good one. That's a better one actually. I like that. So are okay. we not at the tasting part yet? Are we just sniffing? Whoops! I can. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> making making sense with the fact that it's cinnamon. I also just feel like i get that big red chewing gum on the on the aroma okay yeah just a little bit of that so we get nutmeg in things a lot and i don't actually know what nutmeg is so our good friend google in very high quantities it's a it's a hallucinogen so fun fact if yes. you drink a lot of nutmeg beer you can get drunk and high at the same time mm-hmm. here's a fun fact <laughs> <laughs> nutmeg refers to the seed or ground spice of several species of the maristica genus there you go so what's yeah. the it's a dark leaved evergreen tree cultivated for two spices derived from its fruit nutmeg and mace so, I'm familiar with mace. Yeah. Well, yeah. as in what people spray you in the face with? In mace? The face. No, the wrapper. What about oh. Mace Windu? That's a good we're one. talking about Sam Jackson now? It is also a commercial source of an essential oil and nutmeg butter. There you go. Okay. It looks like a... I mean, it's a nut. It's what it looks like. Like a... I mean, I like, like a, a good nut. Like a walnut is what it looks like. <laughs> Anyway, moving on. So I wonder I what know. actual nutmeg tastes like by, by itself. Because we all know what cinnamon tastes like. 
you know what clove or ginger tastes like, but I've never had like nutmeg by itself. Me neither. Mm. So I'm wondering what I'm supposed to be getting from this beer other than the spice. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Pumpkin Beer 2.0. I mean, 3.0. Like 4.0. <laughs> what do you imagine the base style of this would be? Hmm. Hmm. Well, it says holiday ale, so we can start with that. Okay. Amber? Hot profile on this one is fairly restrained. Yeah, yeah I'm not getting Steam any Steam beer? And here's the other thing, too, that I don't get, because the, the bottle says full-bodied. No. I disagree with that. That makes me think, like, stout or Yeah, I, dis- I disagree with that. It's actually kind of watery to me. I get it, like... When yeah. I drink it, I I know this is going to sound weird. I get that water taste, like feeling in my mouth. You know, when you drink water, that's yeah. what I get when I drink this. And then it's like somebody took cinnamon and nutmeg and treated the water with it, and that's what I'm drinking. Hmm. Would it be weird to say that I smell carbonation? Yes, <laughs> I I totally get so what Chris is saying. To taste there. you know? Huh? Yes. Yes. Oh. Tastes to- like tastes like seasoned or spiced water. I tell totally me. get that. Yeah, tell me what it's like. Paint a word picture, please. I, tastes like a gingerbread cookie to me. Mm. Mm. It is very restrained. Yeah. Not a lot of malt flavor. Not a lot of hop flavor. Not a lot of anything but spice. Really, there's not a whole lot of malt flavor in this. Hmm? There's a little bit. Are you like some bready, like a- toasty, bready notes? Hmm. Are y'all picking up kind of like a weird aftertaste? I can't say. <laughs> Are you picking up a weird after sniff? No, it smells pretty good. As a matter <laughs> of fact, if that was a car air freshener for the wintertime, I'd, I'd get that. A little bit, kind of on the back of my tongue, like right, just like right there. Define weird. It's hard to define. Well, it's just something that I can't pinpoint. Maybe is that's it, an unmeg. Is, is it like, like metallic area? Or? Mm-mm. No, it's, it's definitely on my the roof of my mouth. Okay. Mm. Mm. This is a weird beer. <laughs> Maybe that's a nutmeg. Weird I don't know. Beer. I've never really had nutmeg, so. Me neither. It's it, not bad. Yeah, it does have some like some drying elements towards the finish. True. I was wondering if that was maybe more from the cinnamon, though. Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of times you get the same kind of drying feeling from hops as you do from spices as well. Um, they, especially whenever they're combined together, I'm not really getting any hop flavor whatsoever in this. Mm-mm. The spices come through, sure. So I would agree that um, any kind of the, the aftertaste would have to come from the from the spice. So I'm definitely picking up cinnamon and malt, but so I'm wondering if that, what I'm missing is that nutmeg. Maybe Might be that's nutmeg. the aftertaste. Possibly. You know, okay, so I am planning on doing a holiday spice beer. I actually have the ingredients for it, but I don't have the spices. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go to Sprouts and then buy just a little bit of all the spices I need. And I'll bring those up to the studio for next recording and we can smell them hmm. to see what all of those actually smell like. Ginger, right. nutmeg, allspice, cinnamon. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't really get to that part. Can yeah. we lick our finger and taste it? Yeah. <laughs> Does the ginger have a soul? Do the <laughs> we, can, we can do the cinnamon challenge followed by the nutmeg challenge followed by the oh, allspice challenge. So we're just going to be really high. Followed by the, the trip to the emergency room. Have dry mouth. <laughs> yeah. Followed by the mm, marshmallow challenge. 
<laughs> so anyway, we were talking about what we think the base style is for this beer. <laughs> oh, we're still doing a podcast. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> no, it's a podcast. <laughs> it's the podcast. Can you well, define podcast, please? You know, uh, sorry, was joking about the steam beer, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's something just real innocuous a real simple base beer actually right? i kind of wasn't joking about the steam beer i mean it's pretty similar in color and you know you meant, sample mentioned light it you know wasn't like super thick or anything which the steam beer is not mm-hmm. i mean can't rule it out no yeah now would you call this a harmonious marriage i wouldn't well balanced i wouldn't Aroma wise, yes. I would say <laughs> I would say that this is way more in favor of spice than any other flavor in the beer. And so I would not necessarily say it's harmonious marriage. It's maybe reasonably balanced, but I just I, I could use a little bit else. more of the toasted notes. Yes. Like bread crust. Yes. I think that would balance it out very well. Maybe up to crystal malt a little bit and call it a day. Mm-hmm. I think for me it is. I kind of disagree with both because uh, for me, I'm getting the <clears throat> I'm getting the sweet notes. I'm getting the uh, the spice as well, but I'm also able to pick out the different flavors of spice, which means that it's fairly balanced too. So I think for me, it actually is extremely uh, balanced and a harmonious blend. All right. And keep in mind, this is a commercial example listed in the guidelines. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. So, I'd, and something as as really intense and punchy as the holiday spices are, that's difficult to balance with to begin with. Right. When you're talking about balancing it with something like grain and a bready character versus a cinnamon and ginger punch. Hmm. So... For what it is, because I, I could imagine this beer being way more spicy, way more intense and present. Yeah. But it's not that it's not over the top. It think, doesn't offend me. I, I think maybe that's kind of what I'm blend. expecting because, you know, when we have the pumpkin spiced beers, it's like all spice mm-hmm. in your face. <laughs> and so when I when I drink a holiday spice beer like this, I'm expecting the same kind of punch. This one's kind of safe, yeah. which I think is why it's listed as a commercial example, because they want something that is safe and approachable yeah. for a base of the guidelines. I could see that. Makes sense. Agreed, yeah. So people don't try to go over the top with it, like a lot of homebrewers tend to do. <laughs> I could imagine having to judge this category and just what's coming across the table is just absolutely nuts. Pun intended. Yes. <laughs> now, if you poured this through a fossilized eye, and plenty of how <laughs> I know, right? I'm curious about that. All right, so BJCP rating would have to be high on this one because yeah. it is a commercial example. So we'll just kind of leave that at that. What about poundability? My poundability rating. <laughs> I would say six, just for all the spices in it. <clears throat> I'm going to go to eight. Wow. I was going to go to like five and a half. Wow. Yeah, I would stay right about the six because it is pretty dry to me. It's it's dry, but it doesn't really, like Chris said, like I, I could almost drink this like water. 
Yeah, the lighter body really helps. Yeah, it does. I'm, I'm, this I'm is pretty not high full body. because of that. I'm pretty high because of that. Um, I'm yeah. high because of the nutmeg. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, the drying finish doesn't like that. <laughs> really, the drying finish is the only thing that causes me to bring it down even a couple of points. Uh, the But the beer itself, it's super light. It's. You know, it's it's easy to drink. Yeah, there's you know some interesting spice flavor in there, but I don't think that that prevents me from pounding it. So <laughs> I, I'm about an eight. I'm gonna go with a seven. So are we talking about like pounding a 12 ounce or a 16 ounce cup or the whole bottle? Mm. Yeah, let's oh. say the whole bottle. Yeah, okay. Which will be 12 ounces. Okay, I'm gonna stick with what I got. If you had to chug it. Would you still feel the same way if you had to chug a whole bottle of it like that? I've got about a quarter of a bottle left here. Go for it. Do it. I'll stand by it. Cool. I'll stand by it. Cool. He pulled an Eddie. <laughs> All right. Anything else on this pound one? the crap out of it. I nope. don't have anything. All right, what's next? Well, I'm glad you asked, because the next beer is by Victory Brewing. It's called Winter Cheers. Cheers. Oh, sorry. Uh, yep. <laughs> Norm! <laughs> <laughs> it is their celebratory wheat ale. So this is going to be a wheat ale. Untapped has it as a Hefeweizen. <clears throat> so we're going to get a, uh, a Hefeweizen with luscious notes of fruit and spice. Which make this celebratory wheat ale very so, nice. Yes, make <laughs> this celebratory wheat ale the perfect brew to chase winter's chill and fuel festive times. We're ringing in here with an alcohol by volume of six point seven percent. So dang, yeah, a bit, a bit stronger. It's not the strongest one for a wheat. It's not the strongest I've brought today, though. Powers, did you listen to the very end of the previous episode? I did not. I have not yet gotten there yet. <laughs> yeah. Because it's two and a half hours long, Travis. It is, yeah. So <laughs> on your drive home, one. when you finish it, listen through the music. Okay. Because there's a there's an Easter egg at the end. Well, I I think Jeez. we mentioned the Easter egg we in did. the episode, right? Okay, cool. Oh, and Just I have to go sure. and listen to that. <laughs> so... Not much else going on in the bottle. It's a nice snowy landscape and whatnot, so I figured let's just get to the beer. Brown bottle. This is light. Very light compared to the last one, for sure. Where's the bottle? Now, this is a wheat. Did we did we mix up the bottles a little bit before we poured it? No, Dang. because I didn't think about that. Yeah, it's super clear. Yeah, very clear, very light. Super. I'd say that's golden, pretty much. Light gold. Well, it's, it's clear really as balls. Carbonated. Mine no. is, mine's very murky. It's not clear at uh, all. Which is why I asked murky? the question. Yeah, look at it. It is a little murky. Oh. That's why I asked the question. Yeah. So me and Travis got the top pours. Yeah, yeah we got Crystal Vison over here. Oh, yeah. wait, no. Yeah, y'all have clear as ball pours. Okay, so. Oh, mine's still fairly clear. Yours is oh, actually clear, though. Well, that's pretty I, mean, I don't have natural that. lighting, so. It's pretty hazy. really, really tell. Mm. Interesting. But it is light. Yeah. Like a very light orange. Light, light mm-hmm. gold. Can someone pass me a puddle, got please? some tiny bubbles going on there. Thank you. <laughs> mm. Getting a lot of fruit and banana in the aroma. Oh, yeah. It smells like a half. Mm. <laughs> He's dead. Interesting. <laughs> Not getting wah, a lot of... Wah, 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 wah. Banana for sure. Not yeah. getting a lot of spice on the aroma. 
And again, this is supposed to be full body? Apparently. Well, according to the guidelines, it could be medium. What does it say? Medium full? No, medium. Full bodied and multi. This is totally like light. <laughs> Did the is the bottle... The, it says generally medium to full. Yeah. Yes. Did the bottle specify which spices? No, it didn't. It just okay. said luscious blend of fruit and spice. So fruit. Yes. Is what I'm getting. Not a whole lot of spice. It's a lot of fruit. Yeah, I'm... I'm really having difficulty separating this from a Hefeweizen yeah. stock style and a winter holiday spice one. Which is interesting. Because this style is supposed to come with lots of clove and banana. And yes, I'm getting that. Yes. Sure, those can fit with the winter spice, but... And and I guess this is a, something that we need to differentiate is that not every holiday spice beer is going to have cinnamon and ginger and nutmeg. Right. Because clove is also, like we mentioned, a mold spice. Yes. So yeah. if you enter a stock Hefeweizen without changing it, could it still be a winter spice beer? Well, it's you- not quite there with the, I guess. I don't think so. I think you would have to do something different with it. Well, remember the impression, like just the impression is a stronger, darker spiced beer that often has a rich body and warming finish. Well, this isn't dark at all. Exactly. What are you getting for your aftertaste? I haven't tasted it yet. Oh. Strong, dark, milds. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, thank you, Patrick Stewart. See, I wonder if maybe, okay, so I would have to try their regular Hefeweizen. And right. compare the two to see how they changed it. Regular, because it would be regular. It would kind of be a stroke of marketing genius to brew the same beer to save on costs, and then just label it as something different to go with the season. Right. It's like, all right, so here's our summer wheat. Boom. <laughs> same beer, new label. This is our winter wheat. <laughs> the reason why I ask is because I guess it's been a while since I've had it, like just a standard Hefeweizen, but I am picking up something on the very back end, like the aftertaste, which is why I was asking the question. Yeah, because I see what you're Maybe saying. that's where the spices actually kick in. Yeah, I'm and picking up something too. That's been two beers in a row where the spices have kind of been on the front end, but not too much. It's all been on the back end for the most it might part. Be, so, might be that back nutmeg. Back end sweetness. Might be that nutmeg that we were talking about with the harpoon, not knowing what that actually tastes like. With the winter warmer last week, was it kind of like that as well, where you picked up most of the stuff on the back end? The winter... Mm, the winter warmers were all just kind of real nice and, and just simple and rounded. There lots wasn't of, a whole, Lots of dark fruits. Yeah. Like figs. Not supposed to be a lot of spice, but yeah, it's, okay. yeah. it's supposed to be like higher alcohol warming. Because uh, I remember when we did kind the of pumpkin beer episode, whichever one I was on. Uh, pumpkin beer, I think it was. We picked up a lot of the spices on the back end as well. Hmm. So I'm just wondering if maybe that's where we're picking up most of the... Yeah, because as a brewer, I'm trying to think of where the best place would be to add the spices. Obviously, it would be either super late in the boil... Or like like a dry hop. And all of that stuff is going to be flavor and not so much bitterness. But, of course, that, that works differently than a hop. Because the earlier hop additions where you get bitterness from. Sure. But with the spices, I would be curious to know how it works, if it's the same way or if it's different. Yeah, the later you add it, the more aroma you're going to keep. Yeah. 
but I'm really not picking up whatever the extra spice is. It doesn't come through in the smell. Mm. You know, it, it's really just kind of a, uh, like Sakar said, just an, an impression on the finish that there's something else there. I couldn't pinpoint what it is. I'm just getting a lot of banana and clove. Yeah. Yeah. They have wise notes come through for sure. Yeah. Yes. Maybe they're just banking on the clove thing to, to be spiced enough. Yeah, it could be. Huh. Because I'm not picking up anything additional. Yeah. I have a very obviously written by Victory blurb on the untapped page. Winter weather may drive us indoors, but cannot dampen our spirits. When hearth, home, and hops meet in jubilation. Hoisted high in its golden form, winter cheers lives up to its name, fueling festive times and chancing winter's chill. Glowing and glimmering, frothy and shimmering, our (laughs) celebratory winter wheat ale features luscious, fruity, and spicy notes, making it a perfect brew to brighten spirits even on the deepest of winter nights. Cheers. Yeah, not getting any spice. No, it's... Well, they don't even say what spice they're going for. Well, so here's my next question. With it being a higher alcohol content than you would expect from a normal wheat, are you picking up any warming? Yes. Because I did did not get any on the harpoon. Yeah. I didn't get any on the harpoon, but on this one I do. Yeah. Yeah. And And then that also got me thinking right before you said that was maybe they're kind of banking on that as well because it is a slightly higher alcohol content yeah that there is a little bit more of a warming effect and so on and so forth i actually i guess now that i think about it my mouth is a little more dry now too which yeah. would indicate that there's something there but again it's been a while since i've actually had a true hefeweizen so yeah hef's not usually going to be dry like that so i mean okay so maybe they did toss some extra spices in there but you can't taste you can't really taste it in my opinion well, there's something a, on the back end my mouth does feel a little more dry but for the most part like it tastes like a hef going in <laughs> yeah well this is a style that i wouldn't have necessarily associated with winter seasonal in general yeah. either and so it's just it's just weird that this is it, i think this is almost weird because i think from that little blurb that they wrote, I almost think that they're trying to go for like, this is your summer beer that you can drink in the winter because we put a winter label on it. Right, that's kind of what I was thinking about before. But but even at that, like, it doesn't really meet any of the qualifications that you listed off. It's Exactly. It's it's not a medium body. It's, in my opinion, it's light or light to light medium. Yeah. I mean, it's not dark by any means. You. So, I don't know. I mean... Here's what's, what I'm kind of hung up on. This sentence that was put in here twice, by accident, <coughs> mm-hmm. says, oh, whenever spices, it? herbs, or additional fermentables are declared, of course, they didn't really declare what, they just said spices, Yeah. each should be noticeable and distinctive in its own way, although not necessarily individually identifiable. <laughs> Which is kind of, it's a contradiction in itself. No, it just cancels itself out. Should be noticeable and distinctive in its own way. Yes. Right? So you should be able to distinct which spice it is. Yes. However, although not necessarily individually identifiable, that doesn't make sense. What was the first part of that sentence again? Whenever spices, herbs, or additional fermentables are declared. So did did they declare spices or not? Well, they declare. They, they said declare spices. Spice. They declare spice. 
they don't declare specific spice. Yeah, but not spice. individual ones. Right. Yeah. And this you is... don't pick out individual ones. You just get a an overall impression of spice. I think what we're getting at here but is... do I, you? I don't think any of us really think this is a winter beer. No, no. Well, not based off the guidelines. Not based off well, the Well, no, just flavor alone also. I, I'm not... Uh, other than the warming <coughs> sensation, I, I don't think winter beer when I drink this. Yeah. Nope. Not at all. Spices are not. It's a it's a hef. That's a summer beer. Exactly. BJCP. I don't feel refreshed when I drink it, though, so... That's also... What six something percent? Six point seven. That's true. If this were entered as a BJCP homebrew for this category, I probably wouldn't give it such a high score because it's lacking um, the this the spice character that you're supposed yeah. to get. In, in my opinion, it's lacking just about everything that the guidelines say it's supposed yeah. to have. Or maybe Other it's so balanced that they all cancel each other out. <laughs> goodness other than the warming the warming is definitely there oh it's it's there yeah it's not like punch you in the face warming but it's noticeable yeah i wouldn't trounce it i'd probably get like a 34 okay yeah. it's, it's got good it's a well-made beer it's got good flavor it just kind of misses yeah. the mark on style yeah i was thinking like 32 so we're, we're right there i like it as a heft though it's i was thinking like 15 heft. based off of uh you know the guidelines <laughs> that's that's a super low score so what's your poundability rating on this one, huh? <laughs> we should get those guys back in here. That was fun. That was a crazy night. It was a crazy mm-hmm. night. Yeah. That was a school night. Oh, my God. I felt Ooh. so bad the next day. Not okay. Clint was here for ever a long yeah. time. Y'all left. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was here with Clint and Matt. the quad on, oh, and God. the empty uh, stout was still on, and they were drinking that. That was a fun night. Was anyway. Night. Uh, Numbers. <laughs> The movie? Five. Six. <laughs> Two. Oh, I'm good with those numbers. numbers. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, oh, I don't even know where to start with this one. I'm going to go with the four. Yeah, I was going to say four or five. Yeah, it's yeah. it's has a pretty high carbonation. There, The heft flavors come through. Um, it's Well, it's also light-bodied, so... Yeah, I'll stay with the four. <clears throat> My number starts with an F. <laughs> I'm going to say this with is the a U. S- <laughs> <laughs> I, I just haven't decided which F number it is, so I'm going to use both. I'm going to go 4.5. <laughs> 4. Oh, 5. my God. I haven't heard that one before. <laughs> now, as I've mentioned before, I don't like... <laughs> what? That's so well, funny. What? It's Continue. just like I've heard this probably ten times. <laughs> Several episodes I've been on. I'm just I, when it comes to hefeweizens, I, I can't pound them because they're like sweet, not sugary sweet, but like fruit sweet, yeah. and they just don't sit in my stomach well. Mm-hmm. So I would rank this one low based on that alone, not necessarily the warming. I, I don't have an issue with the warming aspect of it. I think it's fine. Yeah. So my low poundability for this one would be based solely on the fact that it is a Hefeweizen. So I'm going to say four. But if you didn't know it was a Hefeweizen. Oh, I know it's a Hefeweizen. Yeah, that, that, that's pretty <laughs> clearly half. Yeah. Word. I'd say about a, about a 4.5 as well. Um, it's a little sweet, So, but and then because there is some heat behind it as well, those kind of make it a little, I think it'd be a little more difficult to chug a bottle. 
yeah. at one time uh, because of those factors. Between the heat and how sweet it kind of is. And then on top of that, I don't know if you'd feel very good after chugging one because it is pretty dry as well. Mm-hmm. So, yep. And boom goes the dynamite. <laughs> Mic drop, walk away. <laughs> nice. nice. All right. Cool. Well, what is, uh, what's next? I'm glad you asked. That's right. We are moving uh, very close to home, actually, with our next few beers. And uh, because the first ones we had were some national examples, and now we have Mm -hmm. some Texas examples, um, including this one, which comes from a hometown of Arlington, Texas. This is from Legal Draft Beer Company. It's called Legal Holiday and (laughs) Holiday. (laughs) I'm glad we all heard that. It wasn't me. (laughs) (laughs) Comes in at 5.7% ABV, 35 IBUs. And on untapped, it's listed as a winter ale. International Peter On the can, it says, You have the right to drink great ale with flavor and character made locally and enjoyed with family and friends. Know your rights. Old world meets new world in this Christmas spiced ale. It's a taste of the season in a glass with a warming, satisfying feel and a smooth finish. So that, is, that says nothing about the taste. It says huh. it's a taste of the season. With a warming, satisfying feel and smooth finish. So it's all about mouthfeel. Uh, of the season. They don't list or declare, I should say. They don't declare any specific spices. Just say that it is brewed with spices. Okay. So. <clears throat> the first taste is with your eyes. And it is hazy. I was going to say muddy. The first muddy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It's muddy. Because it's dark. It's brown. Yeah. This is like opaque. And it's, it's muddy. And it's, it's not like even just because it's, it's, it's not just because it's dark because you can get like through it. It's just no, it's muddy, muddy like yeah. mud water. Unusual yeah. hue. <laughs> yeah, you can't strange. see through it. It's yeah, it is. It's murky. That's really strange. I've never seen like mud colored tan bubbles looking beer before. Aroma <laughs> is. <laughs> it smells weird. And it's just like it does smell like weird. Golden particles as well. Pretty awesome. It's like Goldschlager. I love Goldschlager. (laughs) Dude, after not drinking for three months, six months, whatever it is. Drinking a Coors Light will be like drinking Goldschlager. What if you drink Goldschlager? I will die. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, okay. There probably was some uh, yeast sediment in the bottom then. Probably didn't shake it. Yeah, possibly. Well, I mean, I, I had the top pour, and it's still like... Like I like getting the flashlight, yeah. Like in your eye, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's not getting in my eye because I'm shining it at the beer, and yeah, this is this is straight mud. There are some aromas here that I cannot identify. That smell you get when you first pull down the drop down attic some, door. I get some roasted <laughs> notes, which is not supposed to be roasted, right? Yeah, it's not. It, it said nothing it's more a, than chocolate. It said it's okay, rest. but not over the top. Spices come through in the aroma, but yeah. which ones they are, I I can't. I can I can catch cinnamon, differentiate, and then something else. I feel like this may have been like a brown or a stout. It smells like cleaner, cleaner, and it tastes like cleaner. All right, well, oh, we're supposed to be tasting. It reminds me somewhat of burnt hair dryer. It kind of smelled like a burnt hair dryer. That's in the flavor. No, I got gotcha. you. It tastes like cleaner. I got gotcha. you. 
Yep. I don't really pick up the cleaner, but I do pick up like a burn or something burnt or roast, like a deep roast. Maybe it's infected. This is not good. No, it's not. This is not good at all. No. Taste-wise or smell-wise? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. What gives legal draft? Which, it's strange. I like the vast majority of their stuff. Uh, Like, their blonde is... Well, I know that I know Sawyer. I know that you disagree. I but I like all of their stuff. the The blonde is is a little buttery, but the rest of their stuff I I vastly enjoy. I this is just bad. You know, it almost this, tastes sour to me. Yeah, I think there's something wrong. You know what Maybe this reminds me the, of aroma wise is walking through Dillard's in the perfume section. <laughs> no, there's just something wrong with this one. I think. Yeah, I, I don't know. Because when I looked at it untapped... They didn't sanitize their fingers. I gave it a three last time I had it. And that was at the... Um, I think it was the Christmas party last year. Yes, that's when I checked into it. Was it the Christmas party? And I gave it a three. Which for, for me, most things are between a three and a 3.75. It takes a really good beer for me to venture into the four range. And a really bad beer for me to go into the twos. So this was at least drinkable for me the first time I had it. This is not good. No. In fact, like this, like I'm, I'm actually struggling with my score here. I don't know if I can even like give a score on this one. I would, I would give it a one. Did, did they mention a base style? I, I didn't no, notice one. No, there's not one. one on the can. It just says. Christmas spiced ale. I'm not getting anything that would be a base style. I'm not getting any spices. I'm getting cleaner and burnt hair. Thanks for that, Sawyer. You're welcome. <laughs> okay, so based off cooking ingredients, what are you getting? Cleaner and burnt hair. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really don't know what else to say. It's just I. Uh, somebody else talk. I could say like a gingerbread cookie. A burnt one? <laughs> a really burnt one? See, I'm not getting like burnt ashy notes though, because that's what I associate with burnt. Like with, with a stout that's overly roasted, that's burnt. Think about a really hot hair dryer after it's been used for like an hour. I think for me, I'm getting <laughs> so um, more roasted. Hour. If anything, okay. and especially hey, like on know. the aftertaste, um, I'm definitely picking up a lot of roasted whatever it is. Just a hair. Um, so I'm assuming those are the spices that just taste almost almost like a, a yeah a burnted roast. Yeah, though. it's an odd spice blend. If I yeah. dig really deep, I could pick up some cinnamon, but then it then again it's like burnt cinnamon. Like if you if you got a skillet or a pan and you put cinnamon in some water and you like caramelized it and burnt it, that's what it tastes like. I mean, on first gulp though before even aftertaste and stuff like that it just tastes sour to me yeah like i could see i i'm almost just wondering if just something went wrong with sanitization yeah I, I think this one i i based on what i know about the company and my previous rating of this beer my tastes have not changed that drastically in a year i would say over five years maybe but not in a year there's something wrong with this it's also the Christmas party. 
which depending on what part of the night you drank it at, you <laughs> could be like, hey, this is a great beer. This is the best beer ever. This, oh my God, changed your life. But maybe that's Let's what see they if were. there's a timestamp. Yeah, but maybe or, that's what they were going for with this beer, honestly. But so maybe it's brewed to how they really wanted it without giving any type of description of what the beer's supposed to be. Uh, maybe this is how it's supposed to be. It's just that hmm. I can't really pinpoint what's going on with it. Well, if this is how it's supposed to be, I don't like the way it smells. Well, just looking at the balance, this one is definitely a different balance than the last two. The spices are much higher compared to whatever base beer elements are imparted. So that alone you can look at. It's not uh, not a harmonious blend. I don't I don't think it's terrible. I think it's pretty awful. It's terrible. But I can't say I'd really enjoy it a whole lot. Well, I'm um, trying to be I'm trying to be positive here okay so let's let's go back to bjcp training i'd rather drink Ghostface killer than this whoa Ooh, that's a that's a good beer though I don't um, know, like, going going back to our training here when you're judging this beer for the general comments at the bottom you have to say what you would do to improve it what would that be see and then to do that you have to identify what you don't like about it exactly and that's tough because there's something there's just something about it that isn't uh, isn't on the up and up. Okay, so let's go through our off flavors that are on the sheet. Is there still a sheet right there behind you? Yeah, there are a couple. So because I'm picking up what could be phenolics, Perhaps. some of that rubbery yeah note, um, acetaldehyde. No, I'm not getting any of that. Alcoholic, eh, not really. Astringent. Mm, that's tough because spices can impart that too. But we've noticed some burnt characteristics, which okay. could be astringent. Yeah. Diacetyl, no. no. DMS, no. no. Estery, no. no. Grassy, no. Lightstruck, no. Metallic? A little bit, but I mean, it isn't a can, right? Well, the, the new cans are protected. Oh. They're lined on the inside. Yeah. They, they wear protection. I, I <laughs> can condoms. Um, I could be convinced there are some metallic notes. Not something I would have picked up on initially. Phenols, maybe. Oh, we're not there yet. We're in M's. Musty. No. no. Oxidized, which would be like cardboard or paper. Oxidation. No. Oxidation. Mm-hmm. No. no, no. Phenolic, plastic adhesive strip, or medicinal <coughs> band aid. Um, that's in there. Yeah, and no, I've had band aid beers before. I don't think this is quite band aid. No, but there are some rubbery, like garden hose, plastic notes. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Almost I, like, like I could go along with that. Yeah. Almost like a what? Like a, a a burnt Ziploc bag. <laughs> I've never experienced that. What's that like? <laughs> it's this beer. Like sh- Would you like to try it? I wish I could. <laughs> Give me about um, ten weeks. Right. Solvent. Oh, that's a different sheet. Solvent. That's overly alcoholic. Yeah. Acetone or lacquer thinner. Nah. Sour or acidic. Tartness and aroma and flavor can be sharp and clean. See, Sakar was saying he got some sour notes when he tasted I, it. Yeah. Yeah. I almost uh, feel we'll like. See, 
I would think it would be more like uh, Brett and that, not like lactic acid. Well, this is th- 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 I am almost getting some of that Brett almost. Yeah, so that's why I'm thinking it might be infected. Maybe it was the cans. I don't know. But because I picked up on the same thing. Was it infected a year ago? No, when I had it a year ago, I, I thought it was a good beer or a, a decent least, beer. Yeah, this one I'm not. Because we not have two different cans, all. but it's probably from the same batch. Yeah, probably so. So I don't know. Like it. Mm. Total could, wine sticker was printed yesterday. If that makes a difference. Well, then maybe this is. You know, could be a bad batch. Yeah. Maybe it is. I don't know. Like I like I said though, I, I'm getting. It's probably infected. Whenever I'm drinking it, I'm getting it almost sour going in. I'm yeah. tasting a lot of burnt notes. Um, honestly, I think this would probably be okay if I can make it past the burning, the burnt the opinion of it. Yeah. Um, or over, almost over roasted. Um, but I mean, it, it's just so hard to make it past that for mm. me. So I don't well, know. Maybe maybe it's a mental block. Maybe that's what they were shooting for. Maybe they want it to be more burnt or or roasted or extreme roasted. Maybe it was like a brown base or like a brown maybe maybe a porter uh, base, um, but really overdoing it a little bit. And maybe it's coming through because of the the spices that they used as well. Maybe that's only enhancing it. I don't really know. It seems to me like they just over did whatever they were trying to do yeah maybe well, they were trying to take it to an extreme we have a maybe. couple more here sulfur the aroma of rotten eggs or burning matches no no that comes from loggers yeah specific logger strains not this one vegetal cooked canned or rotten vegetable aroma no cabbage onion celery asparagus etc Yeah, that's one of those things, like metallic, I could be convinced, not something I would have picked up initially. Mm-mm, yeah. I'm, I'm looking through untapped check-ins right now. There is at least one other review from two days ago that was in a can that says, slightly sour, don't, like, don't feel like Santa should be skiing to this beer. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe that person got the same batch we did. <laughs> Which is why I think there's something wrong with it, because it, it's not... Because a lot of people are rating this highly, like I bet between it's three and four point five ish. It's like, got to be infected. This is yeah. This isn't there. I would. I'm not totally against this beer yet. I would want to taste it at the brewery from the keg. Yeah. To get yeah. a real uh, impression of it, because like I said, I like legal drafts beers. Got to make sure they sanitize their bung. Now, so if you had told me this was from Division, then I would expect some funkiness because they like well, to yeah. do that kind of stuff. Legal Draft is not that brewery, They're, which is why I like having yeah. those two breweries in Arlington. They're both completely different. Mm-hmm. Division does a lot of small batch stuff. They have like a, very hoppy beers, very bitter beers. They've got you know, some sour stuff, lots of different sour things, some barrel-aged things. They, they like to experiment. Right. Legal Draft is like, here's a a pretty simple drinkable beer. And sometimes I'm in the mood for one, sometimes in the mood for the other. So that's why I like having those two separate breweries here in Arlington. I would not have picked this one as being from legal draft. I did find another one that says meh, not much spice, kind of muddled, messy, and an odd flavor out of a can. 
So hey, Powers. Yeah. Using like cooking terms and cooking ingredients, can you vocalize what you taste whenever you drink the beer? <laughs> well, <laughs> as you careful, careful, careful. As you break the chair further, as long as it doesn't end up on the floor. <laughs> now that would be funny. Yeah. <laughs> you can just see her go. Ah. Beer everywhere. Yeah. All over the wall. I mean, I can't say it in a cooking sense, but I almost taste it. It almost tastes like Windex. Have you ever tasted Windex? Well, I've smelled no, but Windex. You smelled it. Like it just and it, then it, you it, it, it always correlate with taste. But it's, they help. You've never gotten well, really excited when spraying the the mirror. I'm cleaning today. <laughs> it it tastes like may Windex. Smells. May not have inhaled with, some with the mist. <laughs> yes, <laughs> mouth open. Yeah, I can't really get too much of any spice or anything i can't really get too much of anything else it's just oh god can we can we move on poundability one zero i don't feel like rating this. one yeah poundability two in its current state the bjcp rating would be in the 20s because there's just something it's just off of it wrong i think jesus I'd say probably... uh, 20s would be good, Travis. Maybe a 2.5, but that was because when I I just tried to... I would give it a 13, because it's problematic. Wow. There are off flavors. So, you said in the 20s, that would be Mrs. the Mark on style. There's a lot more to it than that, I think. I didn't think it missed the Mark on style too bad. But the off flavors, that there are just, off flavors present. Here. Yeah, so that would at least be fair, which would be fourteen to twenty, which is in the twenties. A twenty. Now we do have one can of this. We're passing around right now. It is uh, from Saint Arnold Brewing Company out of Houston, Texas. It is their Christmas ale, and the style is listed on Untapped as an old ale. Which uh, we had a we had a discussion last week about winter warmer as yes. possibly being an old old ale in the uh, old guidelines. Um, this one's listed at seven percent ABV and thirty five IBU. Mm. On the can, they do not declare any spices, only okay. that it is named Christmas ale. Actually, it's ye old Christmas ale. Oh well, forgive me, <laughs> ye old. I and it is an old, old ale, and it's a ye old ale. Ooh. Is it legal? Ye old pube. <laughs> Pub, sorry. There's okay. a date stamped on the... Uh, no, there's not. Bottom. That's a batch number, it looks like. It does anyway. have some metals, though, to its name, so that's nice. Bottom. <laughs> can you pass the can, please? Yes. Yeah. Oh, Appearance in this one, very clear. It. It's like a clear orange. Tanks. Yeah. Orange copper color. Mine looks nice. Nice carbonation. Well, good job, Sawyer. That's the can. <laughs> Thank you. Hey. <laughs> Sweet aroma. Sweeter than the other ones we've had. I don't know yeah. about that. Because the harpoon was pretty sweet to me, aroma-wise. Harpoon was definitely spicier. I'm not sure about sweeter. Yeah. This is sweet with some caramel notes. The The spice character on the other ones came through very apparently. If there's spice in this one, it is fairly latent. Yeah. It's a good word. <clears throat> Latent. It's a tremendous word. Is that our ten dollar word for the day? It might be. <laughs> word. Oh. 
<laughs> was that live or a drop? We'll Nobody knows. <laughs> I'm getting something very specific here. Potato chips? <laughs> no. <laughs> How about biscuits? No. Bacon? No. I like bacon. No. <laughs> Cheez-Its. Cheese puffs? No. <laughs> now you're just saying words. A- animal crackers. Try my cranberry whenever you want. <laughs> oh. Tea bag? No. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I'm getting some spice in the aroma. Yeah, just just at, like almost at the back of it, where it's. Uh, I mean, I almost think that's more of the hop characteristic on the spice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking anything in the smell is from hops. I don't know if they add any spices this or not. Hmm. Based on the smell. <laughs> Please tell me that made it onto the recording. I hope so. <laughs> if if it comes through, you gotta you're gonna have to turn that one up. <laughs> um, hmm. See the flavor, I get some sweetness. Yeah. Um, there's some sort of like a piney hop character. Yes. Is it back end sweetness? It, well, it, the the piney hop is in the back end. The sweetness is up front. Oh, that's the first thing you get. I'm sorry. Are we talking about taste now? We are. Okay. Yes. You are allowed to, to <laughs> taste the beer. Oh, but not like that. <laughs> Anybody pick up anything strange? Not if, yet. If anything, on the back end. A little bit of uh, almost almost metallic, but not really. Um, Getting a lot of heat. What's the ABV on this? Seven. Seven. Okay. On the higher end, yeah. I'm not getting anything strange. Uh, to me, it actually tastes pretty balanced. I mean, whenever you take the first gulp, you know, it does taste, you get this sweet sensation, um, as you go to swallow on the back end, that's when I typically, that's when I've been picking up the, uh, the spices as well. Yeah. I'm getting some cinnamon. Um, I presume because I haven't really had it, but I presume that's nutmeg as well. Um, (laughs) But it's not it's not overly spe- sweet. It's not overly spicy, in my opinion. Uh, maybe a little toasted. This one has definitely the probably more most prominent malt characteristic of any of the beers yeah, we've had and, so far. And not even on like a high, lightly toasted, yeah, lightly, extremely exactly. lightly toasted. But really not even bready or biscuit biscuity as well. Bisticky. No. Biscuit, biscuity, biscuity, biscuity. We'll hear biscuity. that again next week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost tempted to put this in the winter warmer category more so than the winter spice. Chris, try it with I some mean, food coloring. Maybe I, that'll change. Well, it. Chris has an off flavor that he's been holding on to this whole yeah, time. Chris, yeah, Chris, you guys? Honestly, I'm just he's just listening. waiting. I'm just, just listening. Waiting. I really do think this is probably then the most balanced one we've had so far. Yes, diacetyl. No, dang it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, y'all might think Next I'm stupid. DMS. Y'all might think I'm stupid for this it's one. It's not but milk chocolate again, no. is it? So <laughs> that's worse than potato chips. <laughs> Dingleberries. No, I don't so agree with that. I just took another sip just to see, and th- just say it. This to me tastes like hopped apple juice. 
Okay, I can smell that. Because it, it's really... Su- the sweetness y'all keep talking about for me is apple juice, and then there's a bitterness on the finish. That I, Okay, no, I'm not even kidding. I really do smell that now. I don't, I don't get that. I disagree with everything that's been said. Yeah. <laughs> because the very first thing that I... <laughs> When I, the very first drink that I took, the first thing that hit my head was apple juice, and then I got the bitterness on the finish. Now, it has kind of settled down a little bit. The more I drink it, the more the bitterness comes through, Yeah. but there's still that tinge of apple juice. I mean, maybe if you're talking about like a double or triple IPA, but mm. I, I'm, not, I'm not picking up any hops, honestly. It's mainly malt for me. See, and I, I I'm getting hop. the bitterness on I the finish. I have yet to meet a hop that I like. We'll put it like that. <laughs> so <laughs> You drank all that Rancor. I did. I didn't like it, though. Because it was 7.8%. <laughs> oh, oh, no, brutal dang. honesty here on Bruce no, I mean, it, it's just that, like, for me, I, I will always give beers a try, regardless of any right. type of biasness I may have for yeah. some. Yeah, I'm you know, so I will always try, even though I have yet to meet a hop that I really like, honestly. Um that means that I don't like most IPAs. I don't like anything that's been dry hopped. And that's just my personal taste is there's mm-hmm. nothing right or wrong about that. Yeah. But um, I will still give it a try and I'll still drink it. You know, it's not fair. Now, if I judge it based off of what it's supposed to be, then I'll classify it and give it a rating based off of what it's supposed to be, what I'm based tasting and what it's supposed to be. So on and so forth. So even though I don't like IPAs, I'll still rate IPAs fairly high solely because that's what they're supposed to be. Do they meet the classifications, characteristics, so on and so forth. I mean, Travis and I were the same way for a long time. We didn't like anything hoppy. And I mean, as much as beer is an acquired taste, hops are even more. I've been trying for what, 10 years now. So, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, and, and it, and again, I don't want to sound like, make it sound like I'm, you know, judging anybody else. But like, for me, my personal taste, I don't really like hops. So, um, that's yeah. just kind of how it is. I filter yeah. more towards the malt or malty beers. And I'm right there with you on that because I don't like, uh, you know, IPAs or really anything super hoppy either. That's why Hackershore is my favorite beer. I mean, I, I really <laughs> There it do. is. There's the Hackershore. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> but as, as far as this beer goes, I'm, I'm not really picking up any hops. Yeah, I mean, I can't say which hops it is. I just know there's bitterness on the finish, which could be some spice. Who knows? Maybe but everything nice. Yeah, but all, all I'm saying is I got apple juice and then bitterness on the end. So are you saying like as an aftertaste or just as it's going down? What is the finish? So total aftertaste. No, it finishes before aftertaste and then into the aftertaste. <laughs> so what's your pounderability? <laughs> So what's your poundability? Pound I think based off of that, um, it seems like we've been getting the... <laughs> nice. I think one of the common consensus tonight has been a lot of the spices have been on more the aftertaste, not the brunt of everything. Yeah, you're right. So I'm wondering if that's actually more towards the spices versus hops that you're you're kind of mm-hmm. picking up. But then again, maybe you are picking up hops. I wouldn't be surprised if they don't add any spices to this at all. Hmm. Who knows? Why do you say that? Because the like the profile of ginger and nutmeg and cinnamon, those are all very prevalent. And you can pick those apart. And cinnamon. And I'm not I'm not really pulling those out of this one. 
But see, I don't really know exactly what nutmeg is. I think this is winter warmer. Okay. Because it... Yeah, I mean, it's not marketed as a yeah. spiced beer. It just says Christmas ale. It doesn't say spice anywhere in the can. No. So it could be a winter warmer, which is non-spiced. Yeah. What was it ABV? Seven. Seven. So yeah, pretty much there, I'm, yeah. Yeah. I could. So it and it's classified be. as an old ale, which uh-huh. is what we talked about last week. So, so in that case, are we getting those like yeah. kind of fruity characteristics? Remember, it's malt, hops, fruit, and alcohol. Those are the four things you get in a winter warmer, right? And that's what I'm getting yeah. on this one. Yeah. So I think any kind of the esters are coming from natural ingredients and not the addition of a spice. So I'd say pound a bit on this one for me would be like a four. It's pretty warm. I'm going to say this is a, a five. <laughs> I'm going to agree with five. I'm right there with five. I'm with Chris, four. Mm. All right. Pretty good consensus. Yeah. Well, you got one more for you. We do. All right. Well, our last beer of the day is also another local beer based in Dallas, Texas. Hold on a second. Yes. We can't go through this whole thing. Hackershore. Without mentioning on the break. Right. The oh. chair finally broke. Break, yeah. <laughs> I wish we had that on oh, camera. No. <laughs> we we we've been talking about the chair the entire podcast, and we went on break to get the next beer. It finally, and powers totally hit the wall. Oh my god! And yelled, "Oh Jesus!" <laughs> I fell. I fell one hundred percent. It was so, awful. <laughs> So it totally, it happened. It did. It, yeah. it totally happened. I'm on a new chair now. Um, Please we'll see how long that one lasts. Don't break that one. Hopefully more <laughs> than like What are you like trying to say, months. Sawyer? <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing. I'm just saying. I'm, but then I'll, again, that the chair he was sitting on was like 10 bucks from Walmart. So. Yeah, we'll all I'm saying is I'm also a very rotund person, so we're fine. Uh, <laughs> hey, we're all in shape. Yes. Round is a shape, too. Yeah. True. I'm, I'm right there. Triangular, square, <laughs> square. All right. So, <laughs> as I was saying... Last beer of the day. I'm Ron Burgundy. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Woo. I need a beer. Yes. Well, there are plenty. Ten weeks and counting. I know. (laughs) Ten weeks and strong and growing. So, from Four Corners Brewing Company in Dallas, Texas, we've got the Celebration... Belgian strong ale. Is that the official pronunciation? Uh, I'm drunk enough to for it to be, yes. You're drunk already? How if powers Eddie, are Not you? really. If Eddie were here, like, sure, like, he would say, like, celebration. <laughs> I'm drunk enough. So Drink this beer. <laughs> Jesus. We're excited to share this festive ale in celebration of another year of beer. Fresh ginger and Belgian candy sugar. Does it have a soul? Bring flavors of <laughs> mild citrus and holiday spice to our traditional Belgian dark strong ale. Thank you for supporting our brewery. Oh. Salud y felicidades. It's 7.8. This rings in at a hardcore 4% ABV. We're a little higher than that here. It's 7.8%. Oh, here. my God. Yes. I'll go buy it. Oh, God. <laughs> 21 IBU, 20-degree Play-Doh. Okay. So, yes. And, yes, this is... It has a pinata on the can, and I like that. <laughs> and a big cock. 
Yeah, well, that's, the, <laughs> that's the Four Corners. Four Corners Rooster. It's a gack. It's a special brew. A gack? A gack. Cock. That is a big cock. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is the darkest beer we've had today. True. Uh, really nice ruby highlights. Well, the though. legal draft was like a dark uh, brown. Well, th- oh, no, that was that. This that one is a water. brilliantly clear, like a ruby reddish orange. Yeah, yeah. Very that, nice, very pretty beer. It kind good. of looks like wine. It's still pretty. Yes. This is the spiciest beer since the harpoon. On the aroma. Yeah, a nice. Nice sweet aroma to it. Uh, it's like kind of a sweet bread. Yes. Oh, I can smell the alcohol too. Real, real rich. Yep. Almost syrupy smell. Yes. Which, it's still under 8%, but it smells stronger. Yes. And I can really smell the Belgian candy syrup. That is... Like the dark very fruit. True. I can very, see that. Very Belgian. Yeah, I think the base style was a quad. It's a... Yes. yes. It is. Ale. It's oh. a Belgian strong ale. Oh, I love quads. <laughs> we know. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like like plum notes and stuff like that. Yeah, lots of dark fruit. Uh, figs, plums. Yeah. It's like Fig Newton. Figgy pudding. Figgy pudding. <laughs> <laughs> hmm trying to figure out what spices i can differentiate it they're there it smells cinnamon yeah cinnamon's there but there's a bitterness on the finish again that might which be I, kind of the ginger or nutmeg well i mean so we were tasting we, no oh i was yeah. tasting yeah okay um i there's been a there's a, a recurring theme here with the bitterness on the finish so i have a feeling that it is a spice yeah. thing. Bittering and dryness on the finish. Unless they're, you know, hopping it more to kind of counteract the spice to make it more balanced. I don't know. I'm not getting a lot of hop flavor here, though. Well, no, but you can get bitterness without flavor with True. the hops. Yeah. You, they're really early additions in brewing are bitterness additions. They're not flavor aroma additions. Right. Okay. So they could be bittering more. I, I don't know. I think enough brewers are wary of over-spicing a beer that they are careful to just ease on into it. Because mm-hmm. if you add too much spice to it, that is the quickest way to make a beer undrinkable. And you can yeah. add too much spice more easily than you can add more, you know, too much hops or too much anything, really. That's spice and vanilla extract and that kind of stuff. You add just a touch too much, and then it's, it's all of a sudden overwhelming and unpleasant to drink. So I think that brewers going into it knowing that they have a gigantic batch of this and they don't want to add too much and then just ruin the entire thing. So I think with this style, more of them are going to be more light-handed when adding the spices rather than heavy-handed, which is okay because I don't want yeah. to drink an overspiced beer. That's true. So then compare that to the autumn seasonal. Mm, but then they got things like the pumpkin and the... Uh, all spice the brown sugar that you can mix into it to yeah to kind of cover that up because see i think if i were to compare the two styles some of the spices are similar sure like the nutmeg and the clove or whatever yeah. but the the beers are different 
because with the autumn seasonal, you have a lot more of the pumpkin spice, the allspice. The winter seasonal, you're going to have more alcohol and more of the cinnamon nutmeg. They're both spiced beers, but completely different. Yeah. You're not going to see, you know, minus the rumpkin. <laughs> we didn't have a whole lot of extremely high alcohol, uh, autumn seasonal pumpkin spice type beers. True. I think the warming aspect is something that's going to differentiate the winter spice versus the autumn seasonal. Yeah. You know, in thinking back on it, I think the autumn seasonal is more about the spice and the winter is more about the feeling. Mm-hmm. Because whenever I think about all the pumpkin beers we've had, it has been just pumpkin spice and or all spice. Yeah, but that's what it is. It's, it's spice. Yeah. And almost all the beers we've had today have been, you know, maybe there's a little bit of spice there, but it's more about just kind of the overall impression. Mm-hmm. And that they are less reliant on the spice to carry the beer than they are the other ingredients compared to many of the pumpkin beers that we've had before. Yes. I feel like when we did that episode a while ago, well, for me, it was over a year ago, but um, the first one we did. Most of the like pumpkin spice and the allspice and all that stuff was, it was on the front end of the, of the tasting, you know, of, of the drink. Versus with this one, it really does feel like everything is really towards the back end when it comes to the spices. It's themselves. a little more subtle, yeah. Yeah, like you have to kind of think about it. It's, it's one of those weird aftertastes, and then you you kind of start to think about the aftertaste. You're like, oh, okay, well, yeah, I am kind of picking up some cinnamon. I'm picking up yeah. some other whatever that may be. You know, I'm picking up this, and it's after I've already you know swallowed and stuff like that. So it totally is the back end of it. So I based off of what I kind of remember and then what we're we're experiencing now for me the uh the winter what is this the winter winter spice has been more towards the back end like chris was saying with the 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 alcohol content uh, more of a warming sensation um is what you get whenever you drink it you get the allspice and the spices and stuff like that on the back end which probably enhances enhances it a little bit more versus the autumn which is what y'all were just talking about was more on the front end side um and that that's just kind of my opinion as well Mm mm-hmm yeah. So I think that's a pretty good wrap up of of this style. But yeah. Yeah. Back to this one specifically. Um getting a lot more dark fruit, obviously, with the Belgian character True. than than all the others. So with that being said Poundability. <laughs> all right, pound, poundability bit rating on the super pills. I'm sorry, what? One thing that hasn't been mentioned yet is that this is by far the warmest beer we've had so far. Um, I think, in my opinion at least, it is, it is, it is of course the highest alcohol by volume, but it is also the one where I catch the most alcohol content. Yeah. So that's going to, yeah. I totally agree because by far. I can't tell if I'm actually picking up spice or heat. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I can tell that I'm getting a little bit of ginger, cinnamon on the aroma, but on the back of it, there is a lot of heat. That I that I agree with you on that. I'd have to say three, yeah, on this one for poundability. Just because it is warm, there's the Belgian dark fruit. It's super sweet, some spice and alcohol. 
It's going to be a three for me. Based on aroma, I'm going to say four and a half. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to come down to 2.5. Just a little. Is that the lowest rating that you've ever had? No. Well, not ever. No, I mean, remember Bourbon Barrel last week? Uh, Last week? Bourbon Barrel uh, Winter Warmer? Remember that RAR? Oh, yeah. We, we, I don't know. What did, you, what did you give that one? I don't remember. Like a point one. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, that that legal draft earlier, I I am I, I think oh, I I officially gave it a not low. applicable. <laughs> like I you I just, refused to rate. I did not rate. <laughs> yes. Um, this I've given I've given a couple of beers mm. low scores. No, the smoke beer, the Schlankerla. Oh, that's right. Schlankerla. Schlankerla is Schlankerla, I, man. That beer, man. <laughs> God uh, bless you. Yeah, not right. a hell of... <laughs> All right, so, Travis. Yeah. Where are you at? I'll go to the four. All right. It's not full-bodied enough to really prevent me from chugging it more than, um, more than other ones would. And the spice character is pretty restrained. But yeah. it is still eight percent, or just slightly below that, and yes. uh, uh, yeah, I feel confident with a four. All right, um, probably about a three point eight, three point seven five. It's very specific. <laughs> that all being said, this is probably the best representation of the style that we had outside of the harpoon. I think mm. all I the dark fruit kind of conflicts with me a little bit. I I think I would I would be more out of all the beers that we had today. If they were all sitting next to each other on the shelf at the store, I'd be more apt to reach for the harpoon again. Yeah, I yeah. Don't, I don't really agree with that either. Solely mm. because <clears throat> I'm not sure if this is actually the style that we're trying to cover today. And the reason why is because I do feel like the heat actually overtakes most of the taste. For me, um, right. I, I don't really pick up any of the spices, hmm. which is pretty much the like the focal point of this yeah. topic. You know, yeah. um, same so, kind of thing on the Hefeweizen beer. Yeah, the base style came through more than any kind of spices did. So I really do feel yeah. like if you're if you're going to take like these subcategories, um, where the base beer can really dictate what you're shooting for. That means that the uh, what you're actually shooting for really needs to stand out. So, for instance, you know we're talking about spices. So that means that the base beer should not overtake what the spices are. There should be blend. There should be balance. Yes, but they each each everything should still be prominent in both. You should be able to distinguish. Okay, it's a it's a brown with spice, or it's right. a brown with cinnamon and nutmeg, so on and so forth. Not necessarily. I don't know what this is, <laughs> but <laughs> I do taste these ingredients, and so on and so forth. Yeah. So all of the beers that we had today, whether it was in the style or not, what's your favorite one? Oh. I would say probably either the Harpoon or the St. Arnold's. Travis? St. Arnold was probably my favorite to drink. Sawyer, what was your favorite to sniff? Harpoon, <laughs> by far. Powers? St. Arnold. I'll, I'll, I'll give St. Arnold my favorite to drink. And I'd say the Harpoon. So, yeah. Fairly, fairly well 
consensus yeah. around the table. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, that was fun. Good, good beer. Winter seasonal. Mostly good beer. In the bag. Is this 2.0? Have we done this one before? I can't remember. This is 2.0. Okay. I thought it was 3.0, but then I looked back through our records and I was wrong. The records. Oh. So this is 2.0. So, all so, right. Yeah. Well, thank you for joining us for Winter Seasonal 2.0. Join Yay. us next week when we adventure through a beginner's brew kit. Oh, Yay! <laughs> Oh boy, oh boy. I'm Cheers until now. then. Bye. If it goes wrong, it's power's fault. Boom, boom.